Hi there. So today we are going to talk about battling overwhelm. This is different than battling doubt or having imposter syndrome. We're talking about actually being overwhelmed by all of the work you have to do. There are basically four mistakes that people make that end up leading to them being overwhelmed and burning out. I'm going to tell you what those are and how to avoid them. So stick with me. Do you want to write fiction but don't know where to start? Believe me, I understand. I've stood in your shoes. I've wanted to write amazing stories and wondered if I was even on the right track. I worried and struggled for years. I know what it feels like to have no idea what you're doing. Like everything you write is cheesy and amateurish, and you'll never be good enough to sit on the shelves next to the great authors of your time or the classics. But I want you to know there's an answer for you, a way to know that the stories you're writing will resonate with readers, a way to transform from wherever you are now in your writing journey to someone who's universally hailed as talented and a skilled storyteller. Welcome to The Story Savant, the podcast with free writing advice for the aspiring storyteller. I'm going to give you every tool I know to help you become a master storyteller. Every week, I'll bring you tips on story structure, characterization, themes, heroes, villains, and more to automatically make your story resonate with your audience. Stay tuned. We're going to learn to tell amazing stories, and we're going to have a ton of fun doing it. Let's do this. Good morning, story savants. So today we're going to talk about overwhelm. Unfortunately, it's something that most people deal with in their lives, and creatives and writers are no different. The problem is that we tend to take on too much mentally. And honestly, it's not physically usually, it's mentally. We have to change our mindset for how we deal with big or long-ranging projects. Let's talk about New Year's resolutions for a minute, because this is one of the biggest ways and times of years that we see this in our society. People who set New Year's resolutions know that they're not going to be able to accomplish those resolutions in the first week of the year, right? They consciously know that. If you were to ask them, they would say, yeah, of course, that's not going to happen in a single week. It's a New Year's resolution. Okay, so that's what they say, and that is what they believe. But on some level, perhaps an unconscious level, they don't actually believe that. And the reason that I say that is because most people have given up on their New Year's resolutions by like January 12th, right? They don't even usually last two weeks. Now, why is that? We have to address what is the specific reason for that, not just general as in, oh, it's too hard and they give up. Why do they give up? Why is it too hard? I guarantee it's because they're overwhelming themselves with what needs to be done. So let's say that I set a New Year's resolution that I'm going to start running two miles every day. I want to become a runner this year. Well, up until New Year's Eve, you know, and probably a few days after that, I'm not running at all, right? I've, I never get up off the couch and I'm eating all kinds of bad food and I'm, you know, living a very sedentary lifestyle. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. If I decide I'm going to become a runner the next year, then I need to start running and start becoming a runner. But what people do is they instantly jump into what they think they need to become rather than working up to it. A New Year's resolution should be something you start working toward at the beginning of the year, which means you need to start very small and incrementally increase toward that. So for avid runners, two miles is not a big deal. But if you've never run before, if you're super overweight, if you have, are used to sitting on the couch all day or sitting behind a computer all day and you try to run two miles, yeah, you feel like you're going to die, right? It's really, really hard. So it would be much smarter and just this is the way you would accomplish it to start by walking every day. Just go on a 15-minute walk. Slowly increase that. Maybe an extra five minutes a day until you're walking an hour every day and your body is used to that. Then you can start jogging. Maybe start only jogging for one minute out of every five or five-minute increments 
walk, run, walk, run. I mean, there's a million different ways that you can train and work very slowly, just increasing by a few minutes or perhaps by a quarter mile if you want, would rather do distance every day until you get to the point where you can jog for an hour. Then you can start increasing your speed, right? But the problem is people who, you know, the person who's made this resolution who has never jogged before, in the very first day they jog, they try to jog five miles and they're going to do this every day. And even if they say, oh, well, I want to get to the point where I'm running a marathon for now, I'm just going to do two miles. Again, if they're not used to that, that's still hard. And then they start thinking, oh my gosh, I am dying at two miles. How am I going to run a marathon? And it becomes too overwhelming and they give up, okay? This is a problem we have. We set a goal and we think we have to hit that goal or at least a big milestone in that goal instantly. And it doesn't work that way, guys. You have to work up incrementally or you're never going to stick with it. This is the problem with New Year's resolutions. This is why so many people don't keep them. If they would Instead of looking at becoming something at the beginning of the year, look instead at starting to become that and incrementally working toward it all year, then a lot more people would keep the resolutions. But we are a society of instant gratification and most people simply don't do that. So what does this have to do with writing and creating? The same thing is true. If you sit down and think, I have to write a 100,000 word book, that's going to become really overwhelming for you really quickly. Even I don't think in terms of 100,000 words. I mean, I suppose I do on some level, but I'm also somebody who writes pretty often. If you're just starting out, it can be really, really daunting. So let's talk about how to keep overwhelm from hitting you so that you don't feel like giving up and so that you can keep going and accomplish your goals little by little. Okay, so I told you there were four mistakes that most people make that lead to overwhelm. Let me tell you what they are. The first mistake is that they don't believe in themselves enough. Now, that may sound a little woo-woo to you, but truly, if you don't believe you can do something, you're going to get overwhelmed a lot faster, okay? If I don't believe that I can run a marathon, am I ever going to even put on my running shoes? No, I'm not. All right, you need to believe that you can do it. You need to look at the fact that it has been done by countless other people. And if they can do it, then it is humanly possible, which means you can do it. You need to have faith in yourself and banish self-doubt, okay? Because if you have self-doubt and you have a lack of faith, overwhelm comes like that. Snap of fingers. There it is. You're overwhelmed. All right, the second mistake people may make is what I've talked about with my example, and that is that they try to do everything all at once, or they try to at least envision doing everything all at once. Don't do that. Divide what you need to do into small, manageable, bite-sized chunks. For most people, that'll be what can you do every day. Instead of saying, I need to write a 100,000 word book, start with, if you're an outliner, then maybe start with outlining a chapter every day. Once you have your outline complete, then you can start with how much you can write. I'm going to write a thousand words a day. Maybe that'll take you an hour or two, but that's doable every day, right? It's just an hour or two. Once you get used to it, maybe you can up that word count. But at least it's not, I have to sit down and write a whole novel because then it becomes overwhelming. The third thing people do is they push themselves too hard. They don't take breaks. Guys, your brain needs breaks. It just does. I like to compare this again to physical things because sometimes the physical is easier for people to understand. Notice how even if you're working out really hard, say you're doing a really difficult aerobic rope workout, they still take breaks in between segments, right? They tell you to go get water. They tell you to stretch for a minute. Then they jump back in. You need the break so that your body doesn't collapse. It really does. It may not seem like a big deal because by then you're tired and you don't think the break really did much, but it does a lot more than you think it will. The same thing is true of writing. With writing, we're talking about mental stamina. And believe me, once you've written enough words, your brain will start to feel like it's fried. You just cannot get the words out. You cannot think in a straight sentence. Okay, you need to take breaks. So instead of trying to write for eight hours at a time or however long your time is, do 20-minute chunks. A lot of people do writing sprints. So they will set an alarm for 20 minutes and they will write as much and as fast as they can for 20 minutes. Once the timer goes off, they get up, they walk around, they get something to drink, they stretch, 
you know, take at least a five to 10 minute break, then they sit down and do another sprint. Okay. Most people who do that are far and away more successful at getting their words written than people who sit down for two hours and just try to write. Okay. Part of that is the competition, you know, get as much done as you can in a short amount of time. That's a proven way to get things accomplished. But it also is that they're taking breaks, which keeps their brain from getting overwhelmed. And the final thing that people do is they give up. That's the final mistake people make. Now, that may seem a strange thing to call a mistake, but as I've said before, the only difference between a published author and a non-published author is action and persistence. So there may be times that you have to put it aside for a little while, whether it's a day or a few days, a few weeks, you know, whatever it is, but go back to it. Keep going until you finish. So many people start and then allow themselves to get overwhelmed and they never finish. And that's something they regret. They look back and say, why didn't I finish that? Why didn't I push through? So the way to battle that is simply to keep going until you hit the finish line. It does not matter how long it takes. It does not matter how many breaks you need. It does not matter how slow or how fast you are at it. Just keep going until you hit the finish line. I'm not going to go through the mistakes again, but I'm going to go through their counterparts of what you should do, because I want you to take away what you should do from this in order to battle overwhelm. Number one, believe in yourself and that you can do it. Don't let thoughts of doubt take over, right? Believe that you can do it and keep pushing forward. Number two, divide the work you have to do into bite-sized chunks. Figure out how many days a week you can work and how many hours in each of those days and what you can do in each chunk of time. Now, this may take a little while because... Most people, and I am so guilty of this, overestimate what they can do every day. Okay, so you might say, I'm going to, I have an hour three times a week, I'm going to write a thousand words in that hour. Well, maybe you're not that fast a writer and you only write five to 700. Guess what? That's okay. Understand too, that it takes time to work up to something. So just as in the marathon example, maybe the first time you walk for an hour, you really are just walking, right? So you only do two miles in an hour. Well, once you've been doing it for months and months and months, you're going to be able to run five miles in an hour, right? It's the same thing with writing. You're going to start out slow, but just keep at it and you'll get faster as you go along. The third thing you need to do is make sure to take breaks so you don't burn out. This I specifically talked about taking breaks during the day when you're writing, but you also need to take days off. Take days off to be with the family, take vacation days, take weekends, whatever you need to recharge your batteries and never apologize for it. Because if you are not in the right frame of mind to be writing, your words are going to be crap anyway. You're going to end up having to completely redo them because you were so worn out emotionally that it wasn't even worth taking the time to do that. And this is something that I've come to recognize in myself. You'll recognize your own cues as you go along and, and learn about your own writing habits, but there are times when I have scheduled time to do a specific task, such as writing or editing, and when I go to do it, I am so tired that I recognize in myself that I'm not going to be crap for editing right now. I'm not going to be able to get that done, and I'm just going to have to re-edit later because I'm going to miss so much stuff. So usually when that happens, I either full-on take a break, take a nap, and then go back to it, or sometimes I will do a different task that also needs to be done but is not going to take as much brain power. Because sometimes for me, doing something physical is, is the break that I need from writing. So as strange as it might seem, I will go do my dishes or clean my bathroom. And not that everybody likes doing that, but it's just physical activity. It makes me feel better because I'm getting something done, but it's also giving me a break from the words when I need it. But I'm still being productive. Do whatever works for you. You will come to know yourself and understand what you need and how it feels when you are just not in the headspace to write and listen to those cues and take breaks. And finally, you must keep going until you hit the finish line. One of the best ways I have found to battle overwhelm and burnout is to accomplish something. If you're working on your first novel for 10 years and never get it done, you're always going to feel overwhelmed and like you can't get it done. 
keep pushing until you get that first novel done. And once it's done, there's nothing better that will kick you in the butt and get you excited to write more novels because you've already done it once and you know you can do it. So keep going and finish at least that first novel and then you can step back and kind of evaluate and see where you are. All right, so take those four steps to battle overwhelm. And more than anything else, if you start to feel overwhelmed, take a step back, give yourself a breather, and maybe reevaluate. Maybe you're pushing too hard and need to slow down your schedule to keep yourself from being overwhelmed. Because if you get overwhelmed and burn out, you're not going to get your writing done anyway. So you might as well slow it down and give yourself a break. All right. So everyone get out there and write and be careful not to overwhelm yourselves. See you next time. If you would like to support the show as a patron, hop over to www.patreon.com forward slash story savant. If you're big on Facebook, join our Facebook community at bit.ly forward slash story savant Facebook to get a free PDF of my nine essential plot points for a page turning story. Sign up at bit.ly forward slash story savant courses. All these links are in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today. You can find all my fiction on my website at authorlkhill.com forward slash books. If you found value in anything you heard today, do me a favor and go leave me a review on iTunes. It's the best and easiest way that you can thank me and help others to find and be inspired by the same concepts. Together, we can lift each other through our stories to new heights of understanding and compassion for our fellow man and gain an eternal godlike perspective on our own spirituality. So go consume some stories today. I give you permission.